Hello, podcast listeners. This is Daniel Friedlander, and this is the Nintendo Podcast, or LithCast, episode 47 for December 6th, 2008. Hello, LithCast listeners. As previously stated on record, it cannot be changed. Unless, of course, I decide to edit this. This is Daniel Friedlander, and this is LithCast episode number 47. And it's Saturday night at 6.44 p.m. here in cold, wintry San Diego, California. Actually, that's a complete lie because there's never any form of winter or anything here. So, um. Yeah, I don't believe what I said. We never get any snow or anything. So, uh, it is good to be with all of you here. Um, naturally, I have I've missed you very much. And um, look forward to an episode of LithCast with all of you. Um, it's been quite a while, but I will, of course, not dwell on that. Because if I, if I dwell on that, then, well, really, I'm just kind of asking for it. Because um, uh, I just... Well, let's just say that if I dwell on that, I would have a lot, I'd have a lot of stuff to do because in all honesty, we take a lot, we take our time here at LithCast. Although, um, in the interim, uh, between either each podcast, you are always, always, always welcome to head on over to our forums, lithcast.com slash forums, L I T H C A S T dot com slash forums. Um, I'm gearing up. Later tonight, I actually don't know what time it's going to be at, so um, <laughs> that's probably not good. But later tonight, this is Saturday, tonight is a LithCast game night. Most likely you will not be in time for this LithCast game night if you're sitting li- sitting there listening to your LithCast instead of playing. But you are always welcome to join, although I certainly say that it is not limited to forum members. It certainly does make it a whole heck of a lot easier to get in touch with everyone if you are a member of the LithCast forums. And so I encourage you to register as a member. But, of course, it's not required. Um, but what you can do is go to lithcast.com slash Halo. And the reason for that is that we mostly play Halo, although I've lost my copy of Halo and still cannot find it. Um, so basically, I, I don't even know why I'm going to bother showing up. Um, I'm essentially an outcast, a loser. A nobody when it comes to these LithCast game nights because, as I said, I don't have Halo, which is sort of the uh, 
the uh, signature game of the Lithcast game nights. But of course, you are welcome to go to lithcast.com slash halo to redirect you right to a, th- a forum thread all about the Lithcast game night and we would love to have you. Um, although, as I said, it's much easier if you're a member of the forum, although if you really don't want to become a member of the forum, it's very easy to work around that. You just have to, well, um, I guess you just have to you know, add some, one of us as a friend on Xbox Live and maybe send us a message letting us know my gamer tag on Xbox Live is DS Cubed. Of course, all of you are more than welcome to add me as a friend anyway, but just please tell me you listen to the podcast just so I'm not completely caught off guard or creeped out by it. Um, or you can add um, our good moderator, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Endor, his gamer tag. I don't think he'll mind me giving this out because it's public on the forums. It's E-N-D, uh, let's see, E-N-D-D-O-R, Endor. And uh, we'll, we'll take care of your Mr. Storm, but he's have a private person. So I won't give out his name unless you're going to you know, go out of your way to go on the forums and get it. Anyway, um, naturally, I've been playing more Xbox than Nintendo, sort of. Uh, they have the new Xbox experience, which I got to tell you is very, very cool. Um, by the way, there's a reason I haven't gotten to the song yet. It'll, um, I'll talk about that in a second. But back to the new Xbox experience, it is very cool. Um, I've tried it out. I have my own avatar. It sort of looks like me. My first avatar looked nothing like me, but um, my new avatar does look a lot like me. Of course, if you added me as a friend on Xbox Live, DS Cubed is my name, D-S-C-U-B-E-D. Um, then you would be able to see my avatar and all of its uh i guess 1080i or glory um and the new xbox experience is very nice it really is um i mean i can't say that i have taken advantage of every feat of every feature of it but in a lot of senses it really is almost like a relaunch of their console microsoft yes they hyped it up a lot but let's be honest here when it comes to divisions of microsoft the xbox division is pretty good comparable to the rest of the company at delivering what they say they're going to deliver and i don't think that the new xbox experience is much different so certainly something worth checking out if you have an xbox 360 although my guess is if you have an xbox 360 you've already checked it out um the other thing that i wanted to mention of course was that i said well i was playing a lot of 360 just in case you're wondering what i was playing i was mostly playing assassin's creed it actually is a very good game um and i'd sort of I had it. It was one, actually one of the first games I had gotten for 360. One of the few games I actually own instead of just getting stuff off of Gamefly. So one of the few games I actually own, but um, I had sort of put it down for a while and had not played it for a while until just recently when I picked it back up and you know started to play it. And I got to say, it's really a fun game. I don't know why. Well, actually, I know why I put it down. It's just... At the at the outset, very beginning of the game, it's not that good actually. I don't think the very beginning of the game is very good, and I think the controls are a little weird to get. So I can understand why someone would give up the game very quickly. I, I don't say I don't have any. I mean, obviously, I have regrets about giving up the game, but I can completely understand why I would have done it. So, what are you gonna do? So, um, I've been playing Assassin's Creed. I'm almost all the way done i was stupid enough i went on wikipedia and i said oh i i gotta know how this story ends the storyline is 
is great in Assassin's Creed. I'm like, I have to know how the story ends. I just have to spoil it for myself. So I spoiled it for myself. And now I'm <laughs> kind of have a little bit less of a desire to play Assassin's Creed. Although, of course, as a game, it is top notch. So I'm coming back to playing that. And as far as Nintendo games, because obviously this is a Nintendo podcast, this is going to bring us right to our song that we started out with. Um, the song you just heard at the beginning of the podcast was the theme for The Roost, the sort of underground coffee shop at the museum in um, Animal Crossing. Now that one was actually taken from Wild World, from a sound from a MIDI of Wild World, and I put it into GarageBand. Um, but the song is the same in Animal Crossing City Folk. And of course, the reason I bring up Animal Crossing City Folk is because it's essentially the best offering Nintendo has for us this holiday season. And of course, I'm going to review it. I've had my copy of Animal Crossing City Folk. I think I've had it about since about, uh, well, I think I had it uh, two days after it came out. So I've had it for a little while now, and I've had a chance to play it. I was just playing it right before this podcast. And, um, so, and I definitely have some, some choice words for Animal Crossing City Folk. Uh, but first, of course, you know I like to discuss Lithcast, sort of more the local thing before we discuss the Nintendo thing. And, uh, of course, this Lithcast episode number 47, oh, good old number 47, will not be any different. Uh, a little few housekeeping things. Um, you know, of course, at Lithcast.com, right now at the forums, Got a lot going on. I, you know, I, I love the forums. We have about 63,000 posts right now on the forums, and that's certainly more than I ever thought I would have a, you know, a forum that I run. I never, I never thought I would have a, a forum with that many posts. Of course, it's nothing compared to like the 13 million posts on NeoGAF, but, or NeoGAF, I'm not sure exactly how they want to be pronounced. Um, you know, but for just a podcast, certainly it's a lot. And of course our community is great and we have some really cool stuff up there and um, it's just a great place to hang out. I, I enjoy it very much. So um, there will probably be a few changes to the forums and this is actually something that I have not mentioned either on the forums nor on the website and it, consists, it concerns both the forums and the website. Um, here at Lithcast, we're probably going to be undergoing a few little changes. And these are not changes that will affect the podcast in any significant way. Hopefully they'll be updated more, but this probably won't affect that in the least. Is that um, the site, the LithCast website has, some, I mean, I essentially have to hand code the LithCast website. It's not managed by a content management system. It, don't ask me why. It's just when I first, I learned a whole lot about web programming, a lot of, about web design and, well, web everything. Uh, since starting Lithcast. And certainly the way I've been running Lithcast has its merits. I have a lot of control in a way. Um, I get a few more design freedoms. But, um, you know, it's a little easier maybe to design. But I think I've decided, I've sort of said, okay, that's enough. Putting my foot down here. We're switching over to a content management system or a CMS. Now, a CMS would be something like WordPress, but WordPress isn't quite a CMS. It's really more of a blogging engine. Uh, we're switching over to Drupal. I can announce officially today that is my plan. Um, and I intend to integrate the forums with the main site so that people will be able to have a lithcast.com account. Um, and of course, I've been working on this for uh, a few months now, trying to get the design down and trying to get some of the implementation down. I'm nowhere near to done. 
So don't even don't even worry about any changes in the near future. Just know that sometime with cast.com is going to be changed a lot. Um, and of course I, you know, with a new site software, there of course is going to be a new direction for the site and whether or not, and that, so that sort of direction, I mean, obviously it's still Nintendo only. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's still a Nintendo podcast, but I just want to make things a little easier to get. And this is not a redesign. I mean, I've done redesigns before, but this is not a redesign. Of course the design will be, the design I've been working on is uh, similar it is reminiscent of our of our old design. I think it is a lot sleeker, um, and of course, obviously, on, on under the hood is where it really shines. But I've been sort of working on that, um, and you know, we'll see what we come up with. Um, and as I said, I want to try to get to integrate with the forums. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a development behind the scenes. It's not it's not going so well. Trying to get it to work, integrate, you know, sync all of our databases with the forums. Um, and then another thing is, uh, and this is something that's, it's kind of a big thing. I haven't mentioned it even on the forums yet, but you know, recently on the forums we've had, I created a, I mean, Endor, our lovely and talented mod of the forums had suggested to me once, I believe that we should have a spam board and there's a spam board right now. So how it works, we got, we got a lot of categories we've got, but among the off topic categories, we got fan art, which is not really off topic. We've got technical support. We've got reviews of games. And we have general discussion and spam. Now, general discussion is basically meant to be anything that's off topic, but that could warrant a discussion. Um, you know, like what is you know, like did you see this movie, and what you know, what you think about it? I mean, so we could spawn a discussion of this movie, but it's you know, of course, not related to Nintendo necessarily. And of course, anything general discussion also includes any gaming that is not Nintendo gaming that doesn't fall under, you know, um, of course, retro, you know, if it's a retro system, then you can put it under just the retro board. But basically, um, if it doesn't include, if it in, falls in those categories, it's general discussion. Now, the purpose of spam was for people who had games like little, like things, um, Sometimes people say, like, well, let's count. There's a post on the cast right now that says, like, let's count to 2,000. So basically you post one, two, three, four, five, six, and you, know, you, just, you just post the next number. Then there's a Coke or Pepsi thing. But then there's post your desktops and there's post your favorite lol cats. I mean, right now in the count to 1,000, I think we have, like, 1,500 posts or something in that thread. So, I mean, you know, these are just little fun games. But uh, the spam board, it's kind of... I love the spam board. I'm not sure if, what we're going to do with it, but... Um, um, I just wanted you to know that it's up in question. And the other thing, and this is thing that's been getting me more, you know, a little bit more, and I haven't made passed any judgments on this nor haven't made any final decisions on this, but it's occurred to me really that there've been a lot of like political discussions kind of going on in the general discussion thing. Like we've got one on capital punishment, punishment. We have one on about DNA on police files. And it seems that really it's being started by one person, but, um, I just don't, you know, and of course, anyone is welcome to disagree with me on this. Of course, I don't want to hear about it because I'm the admin and have the f- the first and final say when it comes to any of this stuff. But um, it is my belief, and it is something that's just instilled in me by my family, that 
you are just better off on the phone. Okay, I know I'm going to get a huge number of you thinking this is an infringement of free speech, yada, yada, yada. I believe that the most successful message boards, the ones that where the communities are the friendliest, are ones where political discussion is not allowed. I really believe that. The ones where I think the most personal connection is, is studied, and of course, this is partially due to my belief when I was brought up. Basically, my family believes you do not discuss politics outside your family. That's just the rule. You'll notice that I never discuss anything political basically on Withcast, unless, of course, it pertains to video games. And even then, I still try not to be too politicized. This is because it is not my job to get on my to get on my soapbox and preach to you and furthermore it is let's be honest here it is my belief and i think it is a very something that a lot of people can agree with me with unlike when you okay say you go out and you buy a nintendo wii you put down your 250 dollars and you say i want an, i want a nintendo wii so they give it to you they hand it over that's a you have spent 200 dollars, and as a result you got a wii when it comes to politics, people will say something like, okay, I'm voting for this guy because blah, blah, blah. Well, generally, you're voting for a package of people, and I don't know, and you know, a lot of times you don't get what you want. So what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that people are very directly influenced by decisions that they make like what I'm going to buy. People are very directly influenced by that. What you buy... If you put down two, give you them two hundred fifty dollars, they're going to give you the Wii, and no, that's it. Whereas if you, if it comes to stuff like voting and da, 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 you're not so directly affected by that. But yet, some for some reason, people seem to put so much emphasis on politics, and I personally think it is because people want to sound smart. I actually don't, not even kidding. I think people blow it out of proportion, despite the fact that you're, you are very often not directly affected by it. People blow up out of proportion because people think that's what's important. And I'm telling, and I'm, and I'm trying, I don't try to get on my soapbox about politics because I know why I'm here. And it's not because of that. It's because of, you know, Nintendo related reasons. And furthermore, I think that the forums for the reason, of course, one, that people blow things out of proportion, which in my opinion leads to people being um, upset. Although I will admit we have not had huge flame wars yet. I do think that when I, I will take I will take a cue from the other website that I run, thehylia.com, and note that there is a lot there's a certain board on their forums called the Lens of Truth. I personally, if I had run the Hylia, there would be no Lens of Truth board. Um, I do run the Hylia, but why don't I take away the Lens of Truth board? Well, the mods feel that they can or they can manage it, and I I don't feel that it was from the ground up designed to be my idea. The Hylia was not my brainchild. So I don't take that same level of responsibility as I do with Lithcast. So furthermore, I am strongly considering not allowing political discussion on Lithcast. And by political, I mean, I don't care if it's not necessarily about policy. If it's about the economic economic thing, that goes under there too, even if that does sort of fall in with politics because there's talk about, about making policies based on it. But the point is, um, I do not believe that that, that lithcast.com's forums are a place for it. 
you can disagree with me, feel free to write me at nintendopod at gmail.com. Um, I would be happy to hear from you, but let's be, but of course, for one thing, I haven't decided on anything. And secondly, it is my ultimately my decision. And I believe it is for the better. If that is what's instated. I understand that many of you are going to disagree with my opinion on this. And of course I haven't instated anything yet, but it has been my experience in life that although you could say it's an infringement of free speech, I don't claim that lithcast.com's forums are a platform for free speech. Do not, do not mistake me on that. Of course, I know that is why pornographic material, hate speech, copyright infringement, and various other types of and flaming, it's not a free speech thing. You are, there are other places on the internet you can go. I believe Lithcast.com's forums, through the instatement of the rules, which I think, you know, work to the benefit to that benefit, will create the best place for online discussion on the internet. I really think that, but this is just my observation. This is how I think things need to be run. Once again, you're all more than free to, you're all more than, you may all feel free to disagree with me. Of course, when I say I try to limit, you know, you limit the free speech on there. I'm not talking about free speech. Like I actually think I, I would, of course, you know, be opposed to out and out criticism of Lithcast. You are all more than happy. There's a whole suggestions board on Lithcast for criticizing Lithcast. I am specifically saying though, because I don't care if you criticize Lithcast, but what I'm specifically saying is that I do not believe, and perhaps this, the tensions will go down as, um, as world situations calm down and maybe this won't be an issue in a few months. Um, but because of the, you know, because it was the election recently, it's come to my attention. And of course I just think that Lithcast's forums are not the proper discussion medium for this as i said it's not because i'm trying to limit your free speech and be a mean guy or anything as i said you're always able to criticize lithcast the forums or suggest things that we do i of course have the right to not to listen or or not listen to whatever it is you say um as far as suggestions go but of course any suggestion that you give is a welcome suggestion in my book so that's all i have to say on that um so um as far as anything else with Lithcast has to go, there isn't much else except we finished our birthday contest. Um, we sort of did this very, very late, but as you know, that July 31st of this year, Lithcast turned three years old. And with the third birthday, of course, we decided to do a birthday contest as always. And of course, it's annoying. Now we're almost like eight months away from the next one because it took us so long to get the first one done. Um, anyway, we had a two... Uh, finalist, of course, we were giving away a Wii points, a 2000 Wii points card for second prize, or actually, well, you could choose either or. Uh, second prize would get whatever was left over. The Wii points card was for second prize, and first prize was, um, I keep saying first prize was, but basically, you could choose between either a Wii points card or a copy of Kirby Superstar Ultra for the Nintendo DS. Uh, our winning member, our winning, uh, our winner chose Kirby, and so all the prizes are out now. But of course, I would like to play for you some of the winning entries. I mean, it's only fair, right? So basically, I the charge was please come up with some sort of musical expression regarding Lithcast, or I don't even care really what it was about. Um, basically, yeah, sorry, actually, I 
I mean, I want to be about Lithcast, but you know, you know, show me your musical talent. And so, some of you did, and we have we had I've chosen my two finalists. I don't think I liked this contest so much. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I thought last year's contest was was much better. Uh, we got more entries. It was a lot of fun listening to them. They were all funny, pretty much. Uh, so I think I'm going to change it, make it, make it a little more accessible next time around. But we do have two winners, and so our second pri- our second place, uh, our second place guy was Ethan Silverman, and he came up with a little uh, intro theme for for Lithcast. Uh, he spliced together a couple things, and he got you know second prize, which was a copy, uh, which was a uh, two thousand Wii points. I sent, I, of course, those are those are already out to you, Mister Silverman. Uh, you should be getting in the mail relatively shortly if you haven't gotten them already. Um, so uh, take a listen to Ethan Silverman's entry for second place in the Lithcast Song Contest. Podcast Hello, listeners, podcast. this is Daniel Friedlander, and this is the Nintendo Podcast, or Lithcast, as it's actually called. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so that was our second prize entry. Of, it's, you know, of course, it was a little intro theme. I hope it was loud enough for you to hear. If not, probably I will fix this in post production, so I probably shouldn't bother even talking about it. Anyway, um, um, so yeah, that he got our second prize. Pretty neat. So now we have our first prize winner. We have Mister Dan Arbiter McKenney, our former lovely and talented moderator. Still. Still lovely and talented, I guess, but 
not a moderator anymore, except of general discussion, but that's not the point. And um, he did a parody of a song. Um, maybe you will recognize it when you listen to it. Maybe you won't. Um, the lyrics are available at lithcast.com. Of course, you'll have to go to the uh, November archives to see it. Um, it's a parody. It's kind of a fun little parody. And uh, I laughed several times when I listened to it. I listened to it a lot. Anyways, uh, with it, I'll just get right to it. It's very funny. It was our first place entry, and it was a parody. Let's see if you can guess the song. This was never the way I planned. Not my intention. I got so brave, the yes in hand. Lost my discretion. It's not what I'm used to. Just wanna try your show. I'm listening to you. Caught my attention. I kissed DS Cubed and I liked it. The taste of his cherry chapstick. I kissed DS Cubed just to try it. Old Cammy done away, don't mind it. It felt so wrong, it felt so right Don't mean I'm in love tonight I kissed DSQ and I liked it I liked it No, I don't even know your name Wait, it's Dan Freelander You're my experimental game just human nature it's not what good boys do not how they should stalk you my head gets so confused whenever i listen to you i kissed ds cubed and i liked it the taste of his cherry chapstick I kissed DSQ just to try it. Oh, Cammy done away, don't mind it. It felt so wrong, it felt so right. Don't mean I'm in love tonight. I kissed DSQ, I liked it. I liked it. Well, you never know. I mean, we really could have HD playback. There's definitely a Blu-ray player in there somewhere. I'm going to play this video for you. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. You probably won't. Uh, you'll just be able to hear it, but you, know, you can listen. No, I don't think Nintendo's abandoned hardcore. Our Wii's day are so magical. White skin, blue lights, so playable. Easy to resist with no good games. Nintendo's too good to deny it. Ain't no big deal. I only play balls. I kissed Sosebi K and I liked it. The taste of his English chapstick. I kissed DS Cube just to try it. Oh, Cammy done away, don't mind it. It felt so wrong, it felt so right Don't mean I'm in love tonight I kissed DSQ and I liked it 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 I
Marcus DSQ, and I liked it. I liked it. I am very ashamed of myself, and I feel very dirty right now. Anyway, um, so that was our entry. Hopefully that didn't completely blast your ears out, but then again, I shouldn't be mentioning it because I could just fix that in post-production, hopefully, if that didn't peek out the microphone or the or that didn't peek out the mix too much. Anyway, uh, those were our two winners of our contest, and I thought the second one was particularly funny. If you didn't know, it was a parody of I Kissed a Girl by, oh, what's her name? Katy Perry? I think that's who it is. Anyway, um, I think that's what her name was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, it was very funny. Um, I certainly got to give Dan McKenney a lot of uh, credit for actually going out of his way to completely humiliate himself, although... He has done that on occasion. He certainly has. Um, the one thing, the one occasion I remember particularly well was uh, the uh, cinnamon. You know, he swallowed a spoon. Tried to attempted to swallow a spoon of ground cinnamon. No, not cinnamon sugars. Just ground cinnamon on video for Lithcast. It didn't go so well. And of course, it's very funny. It's on YouTube. Anyway, uh, we have fun here that there at Lith, here at Lithcast. So there isn't actually. Excuse me, there isn't all that much Nintendo news, although actually one other little housekeeping thing I want to mention was, you know, while we're on the subject of contests, it'd be nice to mention that over at the Hylia, the other site I run, T-H-E-H-Y-L-I-A.com, at thehylia.com, we're running another little contest, and this contest is so cool, at least in my opinion. Many of you might have seen those um, recreation Ocarina of Time ocarinas in nintendo power the minimum the base price for one is i think 40 dollars. so they're somewhat expensive but they're replicas of the ocarina of time and um, or at least you know sort of ocarina of time looking ones and they're made by a company called songbird ocarinas.com i mean song, songbird ocarinas and their website is songbird ocarina.com and they're very nice. I actually happen to have one right here that I'm about to play. Okay, there you go. I didn't really play anything important there, but you get the idea. It's right there. Um, and they make nice ocarinas. As I said, I'm holding one in my hand right now. This is one that I bought myself, um, made by a guy, you know, Mr. Mr. Darren Songbird. Um, we got together with him uh, for a contest to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Ocarina of Time. On November 21st, I believe, uh, of this year is the 10th anniversary, November, because November 21st, two th- I mean, 1998 was the release date of Ocarina, the worldwide release date of Ocarina of Time for the Nintendo 64. And this, of course, is widely hailed to be the greatest game of all time. And certainly, if it makes that cut, it can certainly be considered the greatest Zelda game of all time. Uh, and so, the 10th anniversary of it is certainly something worth celebrating. And at the Hylia, we would, of course, not want to limit the celebrations. And so we have devised a contest, another contest. Um, I'm not the one officiating it, really. I mean, of course, the Hylia is half the parties involved. But um, the guys over at Songbird Ocarinas uh, have been very nice, agreed to give us four ocarinas to give away. Um, so we're, gonna, of course, going to be giving away a whole bunch of ocarinas. And, and of course, this, this, this contest lasts until December 15th. Um, so if you listen, wow, if you listen, you know, within the next nine days, you still have time to enter. It's very simple. All you have to do is, uh, let me just tell you the prizes first before, let me just entice you first before I, uh, 
before. It's the third entry down from the high, from uh, the, from the top on thehighway.com. Of course, every single news posting has a little declaration reminding you to enter the contest. Um, so anyway, basically how it works is uh, we have several different places. So if you fourth place, well, first is um, you win a Sweet Potato Ocarina and a Zelda song. Because see, a Sweet Potato Ocarina was sort of probably the one you saw in Nintendo Power. It's a it's a blue one. It's got the Triforce sort of near the mouthpiece. Um, it's made out of clay. It's kind of a dark blue, per, bluish purple color. It's pretty nice. And that's the one I was just playing. I have, and it's, that's the cost about $40. Um, then there's the extended range. Actually, wait, I guess I have, sorry, I guess I have the extended range. Sweet Potato Ocarina and Zelda, Zelda Songbook. Uh, that's the third place. Second place is the Excel, uh, extended range Sweet Potato XL Ocarina with Zelda Songbook. And finally, we've got first place, which is the an actual replica of the Ocarina of Time. It has like a nice platinum ba- band on it, you know, right where the right towards the mouthpiece it's got a comes with a zelda songbook and that is a really nice i think that's a, i think that ocarina costs about a hundred dollars and we're giving that away or the guys at songbird ocarinas were nice enough to give it give us a, give us four ocarinas to give away um it's a very simple contest all you have to do is email contest at songbird ocarina.com of course all the details are uh, available at um the hylia.com and of course they'll be in the show notes as well uh, so just send them an email, and this is all you have to do. It's just one paragraph. Very simple. And uh, basically, this is the prompt that we have looking. We have here. Um, why do you want this ocarina, uh, this ocarina replica? And or, what does Ocarina of Time mean to you? So you can share a memory. You can share a fictitious story if you want, although... It'd be nice if it was real. We like reading real entries, although um, I have actually not seen any entries yet because I'm not the person administering the email. The guys over at Songbird, of course, are doing the fulfillment. I will probably see the help. I will probably take a look at them once the judging starts. I've got um, your chances are pretty good of winning, so I would highly encourage you to enter co- emails contest at songbirdocarina.com. Of course, this will be in the show notes. Um, at lithcast.com we have a few audio samples i mistook um well anyway it doesn't matter let's say the contest goes till december 15th 2008 and it gets even better of course the prizes are great and your chances of winning are good and the prizes are just really cool but furthermore there is also this there's also a very well let's say there's very very few restrictions we don't care how old you are and we don't even care if you live outside the united states Anyone, regardless of whether or not you live in North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, I guess Antarctica, or Australia, or any other continent, since there aren't any others, I assume that you probably won't be living there. But because, but but aside from that, uh, we do we will ship this internationally because I'm not doing the fulfillment. And I just said, well, I said I said to Darren, I said, okay, you want you want to ship this internationally? He's like, oh, sure, I don't care, sure, whatever. whatever. I thought, okay. Because um, when I was talking to him, I was like, well, okay, if you want to ship it internationally, do you want to put an age restriction on it? No, nope, no, no, let's forget the laws. Um, okay, let's forget the laws. So very simple. There's essentially nothing stopping you. There's no reason any of you shouldn't shouldn't enter, unless, of course, you just you know don't want to or don't like Zelda for whatever reason. or you know, Of course, I'm not going to tell you why you shouldn't enter. I'm just going to encourage you to enter and say that i think it's a pretty neat little contest and of course happy 10th birthday to ocarina of time i'm sure many of you have very fond memories of the game if not um if not certainly it's a game worth picking up on the virtual console and uh, on the wii and it is 
certainly available there. So that's how that that's how that works. I thought it was a pretty neat, neat little contest, and um, you know, there you go. Of course, I could run the gamut of uh, Zelda articles, but um, just because I've become more intimately involved with uh, Zelda than anything else at this point, because I'm running a dedicated Zelda site, um, but I think I won't. So, with cast listeners. We have a few things to talk about. The first one, of course, is that I was mentioning about Animal Crossing City Folk. Of course, many of you might want to know about Animal Crossing City Folk and, of course, the We Speak that comes with it, uh, considering that, or not, Wicom does not come with it, but it's um, basically essentially the only game that uses We Speak at this point. Um, because, really, if you are a Nintendo fan and you're, you know, and you're like, oh, sorry, I forgot to mention one last thing about the contest. If you win, we will try to get these things to you before Christmas. Uh, which is, of course, the, it was December 25th. This contest ends December 15th. No restrictions. And like I say, we're trying to get this uh, before Christmas. Of course, they make a very great, they make a great Christmas gift if you're trying to win them for someone. Uh, so please go ahead and head on over to thehylia.com and uh, check on the, con- the Ocarina of Time contest. Uh, so I was like, okay, back to Animal Crossing. Essentially, if you're a Nintendo fan, you're only offering this, well, this year or this holiday season is Animal Crossing Wild World. Now, certainly... Oh, sorry, Animal Crossing City Folk. Um, Wild World, though, is, is a very good game, but not what I, not what I, not quite what we're talking about here. Um, now, City Folk is a very... Well, basically, I could essentially sum it up by saying... I'll just give you my short review, then I'll, then I'll get more detailed. If you have played... Animal Crossing Wild World for the Nintendo DS, a game which has been released and has been out for several years, you will find a very minimalist improvement, a very minimal improvement to that game in City Folk. You will, of course, give up some things. You will give up the fact that it is no longer portable. It is on the Wii, and unless you have found some way, and I'm sure someone has, to make the Wii extremely portable, you will probably, you will, of course, lose that benefit. You will, however, gain a few benefits. You will gain the benefit of a few features, and I really have to emphasize few. Don't get me wrong. I love Animal Crossing. In fact, the game itself is just fine. I think G4, I mean, I think on Xbox, they gave it 4 out of 5. It's a perfectly acceptable game, but I would strongly suggest that if you are going to spend... $50 $50 on this game and you have played Animal Crossing Wild World and you're it's a toss-up between this and I don't know Fallout 3 and you're looking you're thinking you're gonna get a huge hugely different experience I would reconsider getting Animal Crossing Wild World I will however say that Animal Crossing Wild World is a perfectly great game I was just playing it before I enjoy it and I've played Wild World and I played the one for the um, GameCube so I enjoy it perfectly well. Of course, there are a few improvements, but the improvements are few and far between. They are, to give you a sense of some of the improvements, of course, the usual Animal Crossing mechanics are all going to be there. The, the move to a new town, indentured servitude to Mr. Tom Nook, all that's there. And of course, Wi-Fi connectivity makes a comeback and is a little bit better because of the added functionality of the Wii Speak, 
attachment. Now, the We Speak attachment is a little little device that looks kind of like an, uh, a semicircle type thing, and it sits on top of your We Speak, or sorry, on top of your We Sensor bar. Although it can actually sit in any number of places, but basically near your kit, near your uh, near not your kit, basically near your near your TV. And once you do that, basically you plug it into the USB connector on the back of the Wii, and you're set. And in December, I'm not sure if it's out yet, actually, but um, when you know there will be a time when you know when you buy the Wii Speak. It comes with a little voucher, and the voucher allows you to download the We Speak channel, which is sort of, I don't know what to call it, almost like the Xbox Live Party channel. Of course, I'm sure far more limited in its functionality. It allows you to use the We Speak. Now, the We Speak, of course, is a microphone, which allows you to communicate uh, with friends who also have Animal Crossing or have the We Speak channel. It's a perfectly okay thing, I gotta say. I have not actually tried it out, and see, that is part of the problem. The game is not selling that well. Um, there are plenty of other games this holiday season that are selling a heck of a lot better than Animal Crossing City Folk. And the fact is, if you have no one to talk to, it's a little bit boring to play City Folk. And because the mechanism for determining whether people are online isn't nearly anywhere as good as the Xbox 360. And of course, even the sound quality is not as good because you got this huge microphone that captures all the sound in the room. And if you and if you're talking and you're, I mean, and you've got other people in the room, they can hear, and so you have this whole room to yourself. You know, that's fine, but if you like that. This, the We Speak, to my understanding, works pretty well. I've seen demonstrations of it. It doesn't appear there, are, there is that much lag or really any lag in the speaking. There are a few drawbacks. Of course, one, it is kind of expensive. I believe it's 30 bucks. although I'm going to check that again. Um, the We Speak is sort of expensive. Furthermore, you would think that you know it's it's expensive, right? So you think at the very least, I'll you know just get a microphone. Maybe I can use it. Um. Okay, I'm getting yeah. It's thirty thir- twenty nine twenty nine ninety nine. You can get it. You know that's that's the list. I think the street price you can get it maybe around twenty five dollars street. Um. It's kind of you know it's an expensive mic. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is. You know, and you really have to use it. You can't just use any USB mic, is my understanding, with the Wii. So you got to use the Wii Speak. And there's one little drawback to it. And this is something that really, really gets me. And this is something I wish I, I probably should have mentioned on the last, last Lithcast, although it wasn't actually known during the last Lithcast. And that is that each Wii Speak attachment can be used with one and only one. Nintendo Wii. That is, when you plug your Wii Speak into your Nintendo Wii, I don't know how they do it, although I did crack open the little power supply, and I'm doing air quotes looking thing, does look to have some form of data. So there is some sort of TPM type chip on the Wii Speak to specifically manage uh, dig- you know, for digital rights management. And I'm looking at this, and basically you can only pair it with one Wii. So don't think about taking it over to your friend's house. Heck, don't even think about trading it in because it's worthless if you trade it in. Because unless you trade it in with your Nintendo Wii or you sell it with on eBay with your Nintendo Wii specifically, that's it. You have to use that Wii Speak. Now, I try to think to myself, why would Nintendo do this? 
And I guess I can understand if it's a matter of, well, we want to control who downloads the We Speak channel, right? I mean, if you if you're Nintendo and you want to make sure, well, only people that have the We Speak can use the We Speak channel, I suppose then it kind of makes sense. But come on, Nintendo. This should be a free feature for crying out loud. Heck, it's a free feature on the DS. It's a free feature on every other console, basically. Why do you need to charge money for this We Speak channel? Why do you need to even have that stinking voucher? Heck, why do I even need to have the We Speak to use it? Why can't I just use my headset from Logitech that plugs into a USB port. You went out of your way to put in a USB port, but you're saying that I can't even use a plug-and-play USB headset. Essentially, that is what's being said. Why? I don't know why. And furthermore, you say, if you say, well, okay, maybe you can't use that, but okay, you can use our headset. I mean, you can use our, our microphone. You can use the We Speak. That's great. But you just can't use it with anyone else's We. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is absolutely—it's just dumb. I mean, it's not nothing to get upset about. I mean, it's just a, it's just a microphone. But I mean, come on, why do you need to go out of your way to? And of course, by the way, if you don't believe me, this will be in the show notes. This um, this idea that you can only pair we speak with one—I don't just go—I just don't—I don't just go ahead and say random stuff. I have the—I have the proof, and of course, the proof is in the show notes. Um, I don't know why they go out of their way to do this. I mean, do they really? Are they going to lose so much revenue? And by the way, Nintendo, new figures have been released. Nintendo, unlike all the other console manufacturers, Nintendo is the only one not selling their console at a loss. I mean, it's basically unheard of to not sell your console at a loss. I mean, you think you put all these great components in your video game console and you say, well, okay, I'm selling it at a loss. But then again, it only costs me a couple of cents to press each disc and I'm selling them for 50 or 60 bucks. So you make it up on games Nintendo is the only company at the moment selling their system their actual Wii hardware at a profit I don't know now I have nothing against profits in fact if there were no profits there would be no well let's just say your standard of living would be far 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 worse than it is now if there were no profits from anything like not even games there would be no game consoles at least none that people would sell and would be very easy to obtain. There would be no game consoles. So I've not nothing with that, but nothing, no problem with that. But they, they make six bucks on every console. So they don't need to penny pinch. Heck, if you ask me, um, and I actually brought this up a little bit. I, I was thinking about this. I was talking about this on the, on the Lithcast message boards about the Wii's price. Is it just me or, does it, or do you think Nintendo should raise the price of the Wii? It seems that they can't meet demand. It seems that either they must be lacking facilities or people or the demand is still really just that high. But it seems that Nintendo cannot meet the demand for the Nintendo Wii. But for some reason, their price is stated $250. Now, basically, to offset high demand, you basically have one of two choices. Or you can do both, of course. But Why? Uh, you basically can do one of two choices. You can create, well, three choices. You can create some uh, ulterior form of way to ration the Wii's. That's number one. Number two, you can also just raise the price. Or three, you can increase production. All of these 
are something, one of the three is something Nintendo probably ought to be doing. The four, the first one, I'll go through each. The first one is the idea of using an ulterior rationing device to ration out the Wii's. So what I mean by that is, you know, two hundred. You know, the reason things cost money, um, if you think about it in a sort of a ma- in a sort of a an economic sense, that sort of a sort of macroeconomic sense, the point of prices are to ration things. You know, if you don't value a Wii at two hundred and fifty dollars, you will not buy the Wii until you see it for less than two hundred fifty dollars. You have a price you're willing to pay for that Nintendo Wii, and if it's two hundred fifty dollars and you're not willing to pay it, well, you're not going to pay. You're not going to buy it. You don't get the Wii. Because you don't value it as much as the guy that does want want it and is willing to pay two hundred fifty dollars for it, and prices are 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 efficient way to ensure that everything gets to their highest valued user. Now I'm not going to try to lecture you on economics here, although I always enjoy it a little bit. That is the point of this of a price. If you think about it in a macroeconomic sense, certainly from Nintendo's point of view, it's to make a profit, or it's to, or in the case of other console manufacturers, it's to at least sell it at sell a, a competent piece of machinery so that they can offset the losses in game in game in game production now that's fine but then you think about something like and i think nintendo has gone for these ulterior rationing devices other than price and by that i mean you've got to be determined to get a wii you've got to look in the sunday mailer you've got to look at the the deals you got to look at when you got to call around you got to see who's getting them in stock you've got to do any number of things to get a Wii. That's an ulterior rationing device. It's, a, it's another way to ration Wiis. People who value it more will be more willing to stand out, out line and wait for it. People who value a Wii more will be more willing to do extra research to go and find it. Information is not necessarily always free. You have to go and get it sometimes. Maybe in a perfect world, it would be easily accessible, but it's one of the things we live with as a, society, as a bunch of humans. <laughs> of course, the internet makes it much easier, which means that it's much easier for you to put in that amount of time and effort into searching for it. Of course, there are many websites that have made this even easier specifically for Nintendo Wii's to, you know, you know, for finding them. So Nintendo essentially relied on these ulterior rationing devices, but there's one little problem, which is that aside from, I shouldn't say they don't get any benefit from it, but they get sort of minimal benefit from it. Um, Of course, they get the, there is the benefit that it appears that their product is very exclusive. They get a, they get an image they get a reputation. They get a brand. They get a label. It's just like if, it's just like buying name brand clothing. It's almost that the fact that it's expensive, or in this case, difficult to get, which essentially means more money. When someone says difficult to get, it means it's going to take more of your time and effort, which could be enumerated in dollars, to get it. And because it's hard to get, that's what makes you want it more. It doesn't seem rational, but it is how a lot of people think. The fact that a certain thing is difficult to get. And the fact that it is more, you know, if you have, if everyone had, well, you know, I'm not a big fashion person, but if everyone had products, everyone had Prada bags for women, if every single woman had a Prada bag, then women wouldn't want Prada bags. Their exclusivity makes them valuable. And I think that is that play with the Wii. And I think there is some value that Nintendo gets from using these ulterior rationing devices like you know, making people wait for Wii's out in the cold, frigid winter. Now, of course, the second method of rationing things is to ramp up production. Or sorry, wait, second way to go ahead and counteract. You know, when you have high demand, what do you do? You make you make more. Nintendo, I assume, is trying to make more. I mean, they just be. I mean, they'd be doing themselves a disservice if they didn't. 
I mean, why shouldn't they make more Nintendo Wiis? Well, there is no reason they shouldn't be making more Nintendo Wiis. In fact, Reggie keeps giving us statistics telling us, well, we are making 25% more Nintendo Wiis than last year. So I assume that's a good thing. I mean, I guess that means they're ambient production. Now, of course, I don't, I've never seen that independently verified, but you know what? If it's true, that is pretty amazing that they're selling that many. Of course, it could be a combination of any of these three things, by the way. And the third thing is to raise the price, something that Nintendo has not done. I have not seen Nintendo raise the MSRP or, you know, um, of course, um, above $250. That's the price of the Wii. It's been that way since launch day. They certainly have no reason to cut the price. Although you would argue, well, look, I mean, Xbox now, you can get a pretty comparable Xbox with far better graphics and specs and heck a lot of games coming out now for basically that amount of money now they've cut the price but it doesn't seem that nintendo needs to cut the price i mean people are still buying it regardless of what how, how rational it is people are still buying the wii so the question now is should nintendo raise the price i mean the reason i say that is because look at ebay i mean heck i'll go there right now you look at ebay and you do a search for nintendo wii for one thing let's not deny the fact that there is a huge market for Wii. And of course, Wii Speak. I'm sorry, and Wii Fit, excuse me. The lowest price right now on a Wii Fit, I believe this is by it now, is $125. It's not quite what Wii Fit costs, but you know it's expensive. Um, for a new one, I'm referring to. Um, for a Nintendo Wii, it says here that... Uh, I'm trying to find here what the newest... What, what what they would charge you for a new Nintendo Wii would be for let's just say let's just only look at I don't know if we only look at let's just say uh, I don't know why it's not letting me see only buy it now because um, I mean I, I just assume you know maybe I won't use, maybe I won't use eBay it's a little tough to navigate right now but if I just do a search I guess. For Nintendo Wii's. Let's see here. They're in stock in some places. Heck, I believe. I believe Newegg has it in stock, doesn't it? Nope, I lied. It's out of stock. But that's because it's, you know, and, and it's it's too, they're, they're charging the, the street, the retail price for it. But I'm looking here at Google, you know, through uh, the frugal results and I'm seeing anything from $300 uh, to up to four hundred dollars for a Nintendo. I mean, the high. Okay, it runs. They run the gamut from about two hundred and you know the ones that are actually in stock run the you know run anywhere from two hundred and sixty dollars it seems or all the way up to four hundred and eighty six. So those those might be bundles. The moral of the story is they're getting char- They're charging a lot more than what these Wii's are being sold for at the retailers. I mean, if you go to GameStop, if you're lucky enough to get one, you're going to be charged only $250 for it because that is the sale price. That's the price they're charging for it. But think about all this extra rev, this, all this extra profit. Nintendo's already making, I mean, actually making six bucks on every console. Considering that consoles are something with a negative profit margin, making six bucks is pretty impressive. So considering that some of these Wii's are going anywhere from fifth from you know, some, anywhere from twenty to seventy dollars more than the retail. To me, that seems to say, well, Nintendo, 
you should probably raise your prices. Now, of course, a raising a price of a console seems unheard of. And of course, as a Nintendo, as a fan, you sort of think, well, okay, I, I don't want the price of my console, my favorite console to be raised, or I don't want, I want to buy a Wii, I don't want my price, the price to be raised. But it might offset some of the demand. And furthermore, let's think of this, let's take this another step further. As I said, this was profit that Nintendo could be missing out on. Um, by the way, I'm actually going to get back to this whole We Speak argument a little bit later. Don't worry. I mean, this actually is a relevant tangent, sort of, even though it's a very long one. Nintendo has a $6 profit margin here, but they could have $70 more for it because the demand is high. Maybe not quite. There is, of course, a, a little breaking equilibrium price, but who's to say that Nintendo is going to be able to find the exact sweet spot equilibrium price on their first go go around, $250, maybe it was too little for the Wii. People seem to want it. And look, if they're selling it for anywhere from 30 or I don't know, up the way up to $70 more, that's profit that Nintendo could have, that Nintendo could reinvest on into making games that you guys are playing. Now, I'm not saying Nintendo needs more money, but certainly I don't think there's any sense in creating this market for people who just want to stand outside and buy Wiis for people just because Nintendo chooses to use the rashing device of having people sit outside and wait. And for, you know, and when Nintendo could have the extra, the extra profit put towards game development. Now look, I'm not in a particularly desperate circumstance. I already own a Wii. I don't need them to raise or lower the price for me. But I will say this. What if they raise the price, maybe it will look bad in the face of the Xbox. Maybe it'll look worse. At least it'll look worse in the face of the Xbox. Maybe it's a bad idea for them to raise the price. But I'm saying purely from a supply-demand perspective, they may do well to raise the price. They may make more profit. Of course, fewer people will buy them now. I mean, it's inherent. When you raise the price, fewer people with demand will go down. But there is a balance point where they can get the most amount of, of surplus from it from raising the price. And maybe they need to do this. And maybe it's good for Nintendo to do this. Maybe, like I say, they could have more profit and reinvest more of that into more development for more games, perhaps a better online system for all of you. Now, I'm not saying that it's a guarantee. Just because they can charge more and just because they get more profit doesn't mean they're going to use it in the way you want it. But I'm just saying, regard, it's, po- it's a possibility. And of course, I would just like to point out that Nintendo, of course, has a lot of marketing geniuses. I'm sure they've thought of it, and there must be a reason they're not doing it. So I, of course, defer to them when it comes to this. But that's my two cents. Nor do I think they will do it. It is, I think, just they would just get so much flack also for raising the price. I mean, to raise the price of a console is a little bit unheard of. I mean, it doesn't happen too often. So, Nintendo podcast listeners how I relate this to the we speak. What I'm trying to say with all of that is Nintendo has, as I said, $6 of profit on every Nintendo Wii they sell. Of course, they're making some of it, even more of it back on these games. Of course, they're not selling the games at a loss either. They're just like Microsoft and Sony. They are selling a lot of games. And because so many Nintendo games are first party games, heck, they probably even, they might even get to keep a greater percentage of the markup that they have on the games. And because of this, 
extra you know profit why do they need to penny pinch with this with this we speak thing is it such a big deal is this thing so like will it really kill them to let you use the we speak on multiple we's i mean i don't have more than one nintendo we myself but it's just kind of a dumb restriction i mean don't you think Anyway, it's not a big deal to me because, of course, I don't have multiple Wiis. And I don't see myself really bringing my Nintendo Wii to someone else's home or using someone else's Wii Speak or using my Wii Speak and with their Nintendo Wii. But I don't know. I just think, like, why, why bother? Um, anyway, by the way, I've been throwing around this this figure about Nintendo selling uh, um, their consoles at a profit of six dollars and of course that statistic i don't of course i don't like to just blow blow smoke here i don't like to just say the stuff so of course that is in the show notes um the other thing is uh, nintendo has released some new ds lights the dsi has done pretty well i believe it's sold 500 i want to say 500,000 or is it was it 200,000 um i'll get those in a sec the dsi sold extremely well in japan and um I believe, I believe, sorry, the yes, the DSi has sold 500,000 units in Japan in its first month. Certainly, it's doing pretty well, considering the fact that there aren't that many new features, although, you know, I think what really, you know, is going to make or break the DSi is going to be what you can do with the downloads and what you can do, what you can and can't do with the SD card. It has been confirmed that you can support SDHC. It supports SDHC. So you're going to be able to hold, I guess, up to 32 gigabytes on that thing. If you get the, you know, of course, if you're willing to, you know, get that expensive of an SDHC card, um, you're in luck. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, Nintendo, perhaps to extract every last little bit of profit out of the DS, because if you ask me, I think they do a better job marketing the DS than they do with the Wii or work, you know, working the DS than they do with the Wii. They've released two new versions, two bundles uh, for Black Friday. Well, of course, Black Friday was last Friday. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving for those of you not, not in the United States. And is the largest day of sales for U.S. retail um, the whole year. And it's when we get a lot of Christmas deals. Although, uh, I would actually argue, and this is my little tip to a lot of you fans out there, uh, because there have been concerns about a recession, or obviously it's been confirmed to us by uh, the government now that we've been in a recession since December of last year, and because consumer spending may be down, I would I would just tell you guys, you what you ought to do if you're not desperate about timing and you don't have to have it for Christmas, you might want to wait because if you th- in the for the brick and mortar stores, they may or they may very well have more inventory than they thought. The sales will may, may very well be getting better and better as we get closer to Christmas, but of course, spectacular sales I think should be expected right after christmas um so that's my two cents so if you're of course if you're not time is no object um you may just want to wait till after christmas to buy whatever it is you buy but basically what i was going to say is nintendo released a few little bundles there's a mario um new super mario brothers bundle it's like a red ds with a little mario logo on the bottom right of the ds on the top and there is a brain age sort of turquoise a color of course, the turquoise color was a release color back in Japan. Um, I don't believe the red was, but the 
this turquoise color is one of the original colors of the DS Lite to come out in Japan. Never made it to the United States. Although I actually, I actually have imported a turquoise one. Uh, I gave it to my sister uh, as a gift. Um, so now I could have just waited a couple of years and got one in the United States. Um, so anyway, that's what we have here. And so we have that. Oh, also, and this is a good one. We got a little bit of, we got a little bit of information on club Nintendo. Now club Nintendo, for those of you who don't remember is, um, I should wait first. Let me just, I always have to just write down this stuff because this time I didn't take the notes before the, the episode. And, um, so I have to sort of write this down as I'm going here about what I'm going to go and search and then put in the in the um, in the show notes. But we got a little bit of information on Club Nintendo and Club Nintendo. For those of you who don't know, is a service that is offered. I, mean, I assume is a service that's offered currently in Europe and Japan uh, for Nintendo fans. And I my understanding is the version of it in Europe is not good. I mean, as in it sucks. My understanding. <laughs> So, basically, what it is, it's basically you, you register Nintendo games, and you're allowed to get some prizes. You can, you know, any number of things you can get. Um, and so right now, Nintendo has actually put up the uh, a splash screen, or, you know, like a little a holding screen uh, for Club Nintendo. And if you go to club.nintendo.com, you can see the page. It says, Club Nintendo, coming soon. Club Nintendo will be re- soon be replacing my Nintendo as your home for Nintendo product registration, sweepstakes, newsletters, and exclusive rewards. So come back soon. So what can I do at Club Nintendo? Well, you can earn coins for registering, which, which is a little bit of a difference. You can earn coins for registering Nintendo products and completing surveys. Redeem coins for limited edition rewards. Earn a set amount of coins each year to gain gold and platinum status. Create a family account and invite members of your family to join. Register your newly purchased Wii console or Nintendo DS on Club Nintendo and extend your warranty. So that's what you can do with the Club Nintendo. Now, basically, my understanding is that in Europe, the service kind of sucks. In Japan, the service is good. We have gotten word that Club Nintendo is going to be a little is going to be basically more like the Japanese service, which the North the North American ones. Once again, Europe. I'm very sorry not to put you guys down, but it seems that Nintendo doesn't really love you guys very much. Any uh, so, while of course we here at Lithcast love you very much, and we will always try to stick up for European rights. Of course, although I have no vested interest to do in doing so, I understand that this is kind of annoying for you guys, and of course. I'll feel even worse for you once we actually have Club Nintendo and, and, if it, and if it's actually any good. So that's something that's kind of nice. And the reason that I bring up Club Nintendo is that in my opinion, I have been sort of a proponent of this idea that I think Nintendo has been doing a lot of things recently that have been direct steps against the hardcore gamer. They have canceled Camp Hyrule. They've canceled their Nintendo Insider forums. These are direct steps against Nintendo. I mean, of course, yes, maybe they made casual games. But there's a reason for that. They can make profit off that. That was the market. They expanded the market. The Wii became the top console, top dog. It's, you know, it's the best-selling console right now. I understand that. But what I don't understand is why they would cancel Camp Hyrule and con- cancel the Insider Forums. These are, as I said, 
direct steps against the hardcore gamer. And I don't take very kindly to them, and neither should you. But you know, seeing Club Nintendo brought to North America is, in my opinion, a step in the right direction. I am, of course, very happy about it. Um, and um, I look forward to getting some really cool stuff. Um, so, look, I mean, that's that's how it works. Not much else to say about that. And there really isn't much else to say. There isn't a lot that happened in the world of Nintendo, but um, look, of course, here at Lithcast, we are always covering it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any big stories, um, any big Nintendo-related stories. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I could have sworn I had something I needed to say. But, um, oh, well, here's something that was kind of interesting. Apparently, Nintendo was sending um, a couple uh, copies of this sort of this little funny story. Let's actually, I think we're actually going to end it here. But this is going to be kind of a little fun story to end it. Nintendo sort of apologizes um, for a racial slur that occurred in some of their games. Um. Basically, they sent out copies of Animal Crossing Wild World to accompany Animal Crossing City Folk so that you could you know, easily get more houses and yada, yada, yada. Well, apparently it sort of had a racial slur in it. Uh, starts with the letter N. Just, that's probably good enough for most of you. And the way it's not Nintendo. It's, Nintendo is not a racial slur. Um... Basically, that's all you need to know. It's just a little fun thing. They, they formally apologized for for such a slur. So there you are. That is our fun little story of the day. And of course, it will be in the show notes. Um, of course, you can get the show notes by going to lithcast.com where, of course, you're checking the RSS feed. But like I say, if that's a little bit above you or you just say, well, I don't, I'm too lazy, I will... Blah, 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 blah. just go to lithcast.com all the links are there don't worry about it it's it's all good and i am off to the lithcast game night my friends so i am going to be enjoying myself here with uh our good buddies endor and mr storm and anyone else that decides to show up it could be you lithcast.com slash halo of course remember to join the lithcast.com folding at home team uh donate your computer's idle time in the name of nintendo and lithcast by downloading the GUI Tech Screensaver PS3, of course, PS3 client is already there. The client um, at folding.stanford.edu. Click on download, choose your operating system, choose your flavor, whatever you want. When prompted, please type in team number 45501, especially all of you gamers out there with PS3s. It'd be really nice if you just put 45501 and did some protein folding for us because the PS3 client is an absolute monster. It folds protein like nobody's business. So anyway, Lithcast listeners, um, of course, always feel free to join our forums, lithcast.com slash forums. Um, always feel free to contact me, Daniel, at lithcast.com, nintendopod at gmail.com, nintendocast at gmail.com. Okay. Any of those will work just fine. Do not worry about which one you send it to. Of course, I always appreciate feedback. Look out for the new site coming up. Well, I can't give you any dates specifically, but it's a, it's a while, so don't worry about it. Um, 
as always, I um, I think that we had a lot of fun here today. And um, once again, let's just let's just quickly uh, recap what we talked about today. We talked about how Lithcast.com. Our, we had our third birthday contest, and we had some great some great entries. Uh, Ethan Silverman, second place, congratulations. Dan McKenney, first place, congratulations. Um, very funny entries. Of course, you can go to Lithcast.com and click on the November, November archives to go and listen to those. Um, the Hylia, we have got a great contest going on. It's an Ocarina of Time contest. Go to thehylia.com. Click, yeah, it's down down a ways, but it'll be pretty easy to find. It says it says like contest colon the high the high yeah contest colon the uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, we talked a little about how ridiculous some of this we speak stuff is. I mean, really, it is ridiculous. We talked a little about Animal Crossing. We talked about how maybe Nintendo should raise their price a bit. Maybe they make. And we also talked about how they made six bucks on every console they sell. Um, we talked about some of the new DS bundles that have been released for Black Friday. Of course, I also mentioned that you might, if you want, are doing some holiday shopping, might want to wait for Nintendo to release uh, for stores and retailers to lower price lower prices after Christmas. Of course, if, if you are pressed for Christmas, I still think the deals are going to get start start to get slightly better towards Christmas. But my opinion. Uh, Club Nintendo has a new splash screen available. We learned we're going to be, we are going to be um, uh, getting a, a service similar to the Jap- Japanese service. And finally, Nintendo apologizes for a mean little racial slur. Of course, it was of course it wasn't meant to probably be very mean, but somehow it managed to go out to several media agencies with a racial slur in it. And um, so there you go. This is what we talked about. Let it be known for all time that on Saturday, December 6, 2008, that is what we talked about on Lithcast episode 47. All right, Lithcast listeners, this is Daniel Friedlander signing off, and I am so glad I got to do a Lithcast with you all. I will see you at the next Lithcast.